Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Andrew Musk here. I'm bringing you a very special episode. Joining me is a man who's worked for the Chronicle for over 30 years, during two stints, not to make you feel old. I'm going to introduce him because I'm just really excited to get this episode underway. It's something I've had in the diary for a very long time. Next to me is Ian Buis, who has followed Newcastle United home and away for many, many years, working as a photographer for our website for our newspaper and capturing those moments of emotion, heartache and everything in between. And a few weeks back, I tasked him with going through his best photographs or most favourite photographs, shall we say, from the season just gone across Newcastle United securing Champions League football. I initially said 10. I said, if that's too much, Ian, you can do five. He's come back with 12. <laughs> I imagine you could have picked a dozen more. Yeah, absolutely. Um <laughs> there was so much went on last season. I mean, it's just been an absolute joy to cover. Absolute joy. And uh, I mean, I've, obviously, I, I know what you what photographs you're picking, and there's some. I mean, they're all brilliant photographs. There's some particularly emotional ones. Um, but before we get into the list, I'd like you just to give our listeners a kind of insight into the job, not just about how it's been this season, but what goes into getting that perfect photograph because. It's not easy, is it? It's not, and it's, you know, again, a lot of it is luck. Um, but one of the main things with sports photography, especially, is anticipation. You really need to anticipate what's going to happen. Obviously, things change, and it's not always that, that easy. But if you take the picture as it's happening, it's too late. So you need to, you know, preempt what, what's actually going to happen. So you could have a winger running down the wing. You know more often than not he's going to try and get that ball across, the, across into the box. If it's a striker, the tendency is strikers are greedy. He's going to have a shot on goal. He's not going to pass. So you've got to anticipate. You've got to know the game and you've just got to think on your feet. Or actually on your stool. <laughs> so how many years have you been covering Newcastle for the Chronicle? For the Chronicle, obviously I'd, I joined the Chronicle in 1993. Um, so yeah, since I started in 93. But prior to that, I worked for my dad, who's an ex-Daily Mirror photographer. And I worked for him for four years, working for the national newspapers, covering Newcastle United. Um, so yeah, so a long, long time. And what difference have you seen uh, this season? Because obviously it's the, f the first full season under uh, the current ownership. We're not going to call them new ownerships because I'm sick of doing that. They've been here long enough that they're the, yeah. the, the, the current day owners. And it's gone better than anyone expected. But what have you noticed from, from what you do <clears throat> on a match day and I guess the the, the feeling um, amongst the crowd and just, and just generally you know, in your job? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's changed massively. Um, you know, there's no doom and gloom anymore. Even if you know they, they, they you know, they, they go one nil down, there's not that atmosphere. You know, a couple of seasons ago they would go one nil down, and the place would just drop. Um, and you know, it's just the buzz about the place. It's not just the stadium; it's around the city. It's everywhere we go. Um, you know, you go. You know, I go to every away game, and it's just honestly, it's an absolute joy to be around the fans and actually to cover the games because it's such a positive vibe at the minute. And I think towards the end of last season, you, you, we had a conversation about fan galleries now. A lot of you guys who go to the matches will probably uh, know Avin. He's probably the, the, the man with the big camera sticking it in your face. <laughs> um, and I think you said to me something along the lines of, you know, people actually want their photograph taken now at games, whereas under Mike Ashley... Yeah, people weren't weren't that keen, but they want to see themselves. At that Absolutely, game. you know, if the team's doing well, they want to see themselves. You know, they, they want to share the pictures with the with the friends that obviously maybe weren't at the at the game or they're in a different part of the stadium. So it's just lovely for me to capture capture the the, the joy that they've had this season. I mean, it's just as I say, going back a couple of seasons, the doom and gloom, and obviously you've still got to document that because you can't, you know. We've got to, you know, every situation you've got to, you, you, you know, you've got to deal with. But honestly, it's just been an absolute joy. And and the fans, fans this season, 
have made my job really easy. Um, you know, I've made some really good friends this season um, and last season and the season before. But this season, there's just been such a positive vibe around the place. Um, and it's just great. It's, it's, it's great to document it. You see the, the, the similar faces, I guess, on away trips as well. So You do. You do. You tend to get the, the same faces. But they die hard. You know, they follow them home and away, abroad. Um, you, know, the, you know, a lot of them are going to the States this summer. It's just, you know, people are fanatical about Newcastle United. And it, it's just lovely for me to document them having a great time because they deserve it. Mm. Absolutely deserve it. Yeah, you can see this in the list of the photographs Bui has picked as well. Now, we are going to put this out on our podcast channel, um, so that's audio only, uh, but it's also going to go out on a YouTube channel, um, and obviously we're going to show you the photographs that Ian has picked. Um, I'll also put a gallery together online, so if you guys are listening just audio, you can head over to the website and see the 12 pictures that Ian has picked, and I'll put out a, a collage as well on our social media um, so that'll be on Instagram and Facebook. Just Chronicle NUFC, search that on your platforms and you will find us. Now, let's start with the first picture. Um, I'm going to just bring it onto the screen here. And there it is. Um, yeah, yeah. The angelic tune fan versus Atletico Bilbao. Yeah, it was a funny one, this, because obviously it was a pre-season game. Um, and for some reason, I was, I, I was sitting at the... Uh, the Gallagher end, um, and this chap was sitting just below the uh, Milburn stand, and the angle that I had of him wasn't quite right. I couldn't see both both wings, so I actually had to move move positions to get him central. And I remember one of the photographers that I was sitting next to. He goes, "What are you doing? Where are you going?" And I said, oh, nothing, I'm just, I'm, I'm just moving around a bit because I didn't want him to get the same picture. So it was just, I thought it was, it, it was a different kind of picture. Um, I wish he'd been smiling a bit more. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, I, I just thought it was a funny, funny picture. So on here, what you can see is you can see a Newcastle United fan and he's sitting in front of, what is it, either a billboard, but it is the Castor logo, obviously, with the two wings. And he's he's sitting directly in the middle of it, so it looks like he's got angel wings on his on his shoulders, really. And I, I know this one went, went viral, this, this photograph. And is it, when you see something like that, so you've just explained there, you, you have to move to get the perfect shot. Mm. Is it little, you're, it's a lot of do a look, isn't it? You're literally looking around um, and you're seeing something that, with all due respect, the, the average person might not see because you've done this for many years, you yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you know yourself, being a photographer, we do pick up things, you know. It was just something that caught my eye. Um, I don't know if it was a break in play. Um, as I say, it was pre-season friendly, so it's a lot more relaxed at a pre-season friendly. And I think I just it, it just caught my eye. But it wasn't the, the initial picture wasn't right, and I wasn't happy with it, so that's why I moved to make sure that it it it, it worked. Looking at his expression, I'm sure someone's just missed a chance or something. Because as you say, he's not he's not overly pleased, is he? He's not. No. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that the, the first shot you weren't happy with, so you've moved. Just explain to our listeners about that because. I mean, again, I mean, so I'm an amateur photographer. I go out and get sunrises and, and landscapes. You know, I'm not in your your, your league. Uh, I'm happy to admit that. But I will often take dozens of the same shot. Is it the same for, for a sports photographer? When do you know you've got the shot? Is it in that moment or is it when you get back or when you're looking You'd, through afterwards? You tend to know you've, you've got an instinct um, that y you know you've got the picture whether it's sharp and whether the, the players have got their eyes open or <laughs> it might be that, you know, one player's got a hand in front of the other fa player's face so you can't see. But you actually know. You know as soon as you've taken it that it should be it should be a nice picture. Do you get little, little butterflies Absol in your stomach? Oh, absolutely. You get, you know, the thrill. And I remember, I remember my dad saying about this, um... You know, my dad sadly passed away uh, earlier this year, but he still used to get goosebumps if he saw his byline in, in a newspaper. 
you know, and it never leaves you, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're just starting out or the thrill of seeing your uh, pictures in print or online or wherever they go, it's just, you, you never lose that feeling, you never lose it. Well, that's a very special one to begin with. Um, we're going to go in chronological order um, throughout the season. Then I've just thrown this on view right now. I've asked him to pick his top three at the end of the show. So um, he's already kind of screamed into the abyss because every photograph he's picked <laughs> is very good. But he has got a top three. Um, next on the list, though, is Bruno Gimaresh in the heat versus Brighton. So what you can see here, um, I think it was the hottest day of the year, I'm not mistaken, and and yeah. they must have had a water break, and uh, yeah. Bruno's just pouring a lot of water over his head. Uh, explain to me why this one's made it into the into the yeah, list. Yeah, it was just again, it 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 documents obviously what we were going through that you know the, that that week where it was absolutely scorching hot, even in even in Newcastle, but certainly down at Brighton, I mean the heat was unbearable at times, um, and. I kind of, th you know, it, it just documents that day, you know, even even somebody from Brazil who's used to the heat was suffering badly. Do you know what I wonder about this one is that you can see the, the Brighton keeper, I believe, in the background there, Sanchez, it looks like it is. Yeah. And I remember Gimaresh had a certain knack, and I, I don't know if he had developed it at this point in time, he, he may well have done of annoying the opposition goalkeeper by using their water bottle. So I'm wondering if that's actually Sanchez's yeah, maybe, water bottle. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um, I wouldn't have known at the time. Um, it was just an opportunity um, to get, you know, to get the water spraying across his face. And obviously with that, with that picture, um, what you need to do is use a, a very high shutter speed. So you get all the, the water droplets if it was on a lower shutter speed, they would be blurred. So you purposely have it on a really high shutter speed, which you would do anyway at a football match because obviously you need to capture the action. But um, yeah, I just thought it was a, a different different picture. Yeah, you know, he, it's not a normal action picture or a, a crowd picture. Yeah. He's wearing that, that kind of change kit that they had to wear That's as well. Right, the one with the lamb yeah. yeah, the only more once this season or last season yeah just obviously there it's boiling hot but you do have match days when it's chucking it down and yeah. you've got to get yes. those pictures into the system I mean I've seen you uh, in you know and I've seen other photographers with like a kind of anorak over the head <laughs> yeah. trying to get their pictures into the system because the way it works now is everything is kind of take it get it in you know with social media with the live blogs Sorry, with the yeah. deadlines as well yeah uh, how difficult is it to deal with the elements of whether it be boiling hot weather whether it be pouring down yeah i bet your fingers get cool as well in the snow oh that's right because you can't wear the thing is we can't wear gloves um because you can't operate the camera properly with gloves on so you could wear fingerless gloves but they tend to be pointless because your fingers still get cold <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you've just got to you've just got to adapt to every element. You know, we wear we we cover our kit as much as we can to uh, protect from the elements. Um, and going back to sending the pictures back, if the weather is really really bad, and you know you don't really want to have your laptop open, even if it's covered up, um, we have got capability of sending straight from the camera um, back to the office, which which is a good which is a good way of getting pictures back quickly. And I guess no matter what the weather is, whether it's raining, cold, sunny, you're always going to get fans with the tops off in the yeah, crowd as well. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> every uh, game. We're going to go on to the next one, which is at Old Trafford. The nil-nil draw against Manchester United. Joe Linson had that chance. Newcastle United really should have won this yeah. game. Um, and absolutely. the photograph is of Dan Byrne and Veron in the Manchester United box. And... Both have got um, a good grapple of each other's shirts. A lot of Newcastle United fans felt this should have been a penalty to Newcastle United. Absolutely. In Ian's note, I think you've gone kind of down the middle. You've, I think you're painting a bigger issue here, and it is about the fact that they're both fouling each other and nothing yeah. was given. I mean, they, they, there's a lot going on in yeah. that picture. Um, whether Cas Casemiro was fouling, you know, you just you don't know. It's 50-50. It's you know, they've both got a hold of the shirts, which, you know, defenders keep doing it time and time again. 
Um, and I don't know why they keep doing it. But, you know, that could have been a yellow card either way. It could have been a penalty. It could have been a free kick to Man United. But they keep on doing it time and time again. And it just, it, the mind boggles sometimes. On that, like, do you, in that moment, come to that conclusion that you've just come to, like, the, the, the kind of the, the frustration of, of that, like, as a, as a football fan, you know, when are the referees going to sort it out? Or again, is this something that comes afterwards when you've, you've gone back and you've reflected on the pictures that then you can kind of address it as a, as a fan and say, well, that's got to be stamped out? Or again, in that moment that you've got that photograph, do you get the time to think about that? Or Not really, but, I mean, I knew, you know, I think it was at half time when I was when I was going through some of the uh, some of the pictures. I looked at that and I was like, "That is a you know that is a pen." And then you look at it, you think, "Well, actually, Dan's got hold of it." So it, it <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it it's a it's a it's a strange one because it, as I say, there's a lot going on in that picture. It's not just the two of them. You know, it looks like Casemiro's doing something, and I think that's Fabian Share. That it's one, Fabian yeah. Share. It looks like he's being fouled as well. So, you know, God, <laughs> there's definitely a lot going on. I mean, what is it like? Obviously, that one's at Old Trafford, and we've got one from from uh, the Wembley weekend in, in in here as well, and we've got other arenas, and of course, you know, St James's Park is unbelievable yeah. in itself. Yeah. What is it like to go to to these grounds like Old Trafford? The Spurs stage and what's yeah. it like to, to travel it's, with the Castle and stuff? Yeah, right? it's it's great. It's great to go, you know, to the away games. Um, you tend to get, the, you know, the away fans are a bit, you know, maybe even a bit louder. <laughs> um, certainly louder than the home fans. Um, and yeah, it is. It I, I love going to away games. Which one stands out for you for the best sandwiches then, or the best food? Oh, DME, best food's got to be Spurs. Spurs, the new stadium, absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, best stadium I've been to. Um, the Emirates, Wembley, yeah, nice stadiums. But for me, um, Spurs now, it's, 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 it's out of this world. Yeah, it's really. a tr- tremendous stadium, isn't it? On to the next one then, and I, I really... Like this one. I mean, this is at St James's Park, Newcastle United four, Aston Villa nil. It's big Joel Inson celebrating. He scored in that game, and I mean, he's absolutely lo- loving it. And in the notes you sent me, you've just written pure emotion. Yeah, that's that. Sums it that's up. That's all I needed to say, really. Um, with with celebration pitches, you've got to be lucky because at St James's and a lot of stadiums now in the Premier League, you get a position at the start of the game um, and you have to stay in that position. So this picture was taken, it's East Stand, Gallagher Corner. Um, and sometimes sitting there can be a bit of a nightmare because... If the players if the players celebrate, they tend to run towards the Milburn stand. Um, obviously, their families are going to be in the boxes in there. Um, so sometimes they run the other the other way. Um, but it, it's one of those things. You sit there, and you can be lucky. They could run every uh, you know the four goals against Aston Villa. They could have ran straight straight towards me. You know, but this one. It was just, I think he just wanted to celebrate with the fans, you know, and it's just pure emotion. Obviously, you know, he had his struggles when he first came, Joe Linton, but, I mean, he's a fan's favourite now, and and I just think he wanted to, you know, celebrate with the Gallagher. Well, that's what I was going to ask you was about Joe Linton, because obviously you've covered the club in your unique position for, for quite a while, and... You know, fans can see how much he's come on. I can see he's come on. I mean, people know he's he's my favourite player. I picked him for for player of the year. But if you obviously snapping away, if you, I mean, for me, the biggest thing that I think's changed is that he's using his physicality more. He seems to yeah. be enjoying himself more. Have you noticed that in the photographs you take absolutely. of Julian and the change in him? Yeah, absolutely. You, you can see the confidence in him. Um, you know, he's got his best mate in Bruno there with him um, next to him now and. I just think he's he's full of confidence, and obviously that showed in you know getting his call up for Brazil, uh, yeah. And it's just, it, I think it's great. It's you know because 
I think everybody wanted them to succeed. That was the thing. Um, and I think everybody knew that there was there was a good player in there. Um, but, that, you know, and he, he certainly showed it last season. Yeah, long may it continue. It, you mentioned there kind of how it works on match days. You're given your position, you have to stop there for the for the entire game. Do you have a favourite end to be in it, whether it be the Gallagher, the, 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 the Leesers? Is there a favourite position of yours? Not really. Um, as I say, sometimes you would rather sit either Leesers end towards the Milburn stand or Leesers end uh, but Gallagher stand towards the uh, towards the Milburn stand, just purely because a lot of the time, if the players do score, they will run towards that side, you know, to celebrate with their families, the the, the friends that are in the boxes. Um, so yeah, but not really. It's football is a funny thing. You could be, you know, sitting there and. They could score four goals and they all run the other way, or or they could all run straight towards you. It's just pure luck. Pure I, luck. I guess in that moment as well, like you know, people listening to this will be thinking, "I'd be so frustrated if they score. If I'm sitting at the Gallagher and they score three at the Gallagher and then they've ran up to the Leesers to celebrate, I'd be I'd be so frustrated." But I suppose in that moment you haven't got the time to be frustrated because you've still got to get the best shot possible that you can well, get in that moment. That's right, and you know, obviously. Going back to the positions that we've got to sit in, so obviously for either the first half or the second half, I could be doing the away attack, which isn't ideal. But then there could be an incident in the away attack. Um, I'm just trying to think. I mean, it's not a picture that I've put on on the list, but uh, when Nick Pope got sent off, I was doing the Liverpool attack. So I got that picture of him with his head in his hands, um, you know, as he got the red card um, with Mo Salah behind him celebrating. And and I wouldn't have got that picture if I'd been doing the Newcastle attack. So... Where were you yeah. sitting for the Spurs game that ended 6-1? In that first half, were you Gallagher or were you Leezers? Do you remember? I was um, doing the Spurs attack. <laughs> Would you believe? <laughs> Um, but it still made some really nice pictures because that game, um, I'm just trying to remember that the, the two of the three first of the first goals, they ran towards the fans and from the other end, the fan reaction was what made the picture. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it again, Going back, it's a lot of its luck, you know. If Joe Linton had, had done that on the other side of the goal, I wouldn't have got that picture. Yeah. And so, you know, and it, it's a great picture. Like I said, just the emotion of, of him, you know, it just you can just see how happy he is, and he's just he's just over the moon to, <laughs> to have gotten his goal. And uh, yeah, long may his form continue. <laughs> We're going to go on to the next picture now. Now this is. Tune fans away at Southampton. It's St Mary's. You've got, um, well, I say Newcastle United fans in the stand there celebrating. You've got two not looking at the camera, and then you've got one gentleman looking right down the camera, fist up. I mean, he's happy. I'm assuming Newcastle United have just scored in this yeah. moment. Yeah, they did. And I decided, I decided earlier on um, that day because we. Normally, when I'm covering a game, I, I've, I've got two camera bodies, one with a really long lens on to capture the, 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 the action and the midfield action, and one camera body with a zoom lens on, which I can zoom out, get a bit of the crowd. Um, but for this game, I actually decided for the first, I can't remember, I think it was in, uh, uh, until they scored, I put a wide angle lens on my spare body and and I just had it by the side of me. And when they scored, I just turned and I, I was so close to the fans. If I'd if I'd used the lenses that I normally use, he would have been too close to me. I would have had to have got off my stool and but they, it meant that I could go really close in and just get that, you know, pure emotion. Mm -hmm. Um 
you know, this has happened. I mean, I could have picked any amount of fan pictures, um, but I just thought this one just captured what it meant to be a Newcastle fan this season. And it looks unbelievably sunny for November as well, because I'm not mistaken, that is November the, the yeah. 6th. Which because it's it, was. The, it was the the weekend that I got yep. married, so I wasn't I wasn't on duty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks really nice down there. It, did, it, w- it was pretty cold. It was it, it wasn't as warm as it looks there. I can tell you. <laughs> um, but of course, Newcastle United fans, you've got you've got bare chests in the background there, and lack of coats, of course, because that's just what Newcastle United fans are. Uh, they don't yeah. fear the cold. Uh, yeah, a great picture then. Like the the fan galleries have become so popular, haven't they? You know, people as we've said at the start of the show, they want to be snapped. They want to be in the galleries and obviously we, we, we put them on after every game. And it, it, again, it, it's another marker to, to how things have changed since the, the takeover. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there was a time when, you know, we used to do fan galleries, you know, three, four, five, six seasons ago. And it, and it was hard because you didn't get, you, you hardly ever got celebration pictures like that. Um, it was all doom and gloom and, you know, head in hands pictures and, you know, anger. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just been a, a joy to actually capture the fans' journey um, the last couple of seasons and certainly um, last season. And, it's just, and I guess for you personally as well, because obviously, Going to Southampton, going to Brighton, they're, they're long, long journeys. Sometimes you've got to drive, yeah. sometimes you can get the train playing. But when it's going well on the pitch, yeah. it must make that journey slightly oh, easier. absolutely. And the journey back as well. <laughs> yeah. um, totally, totally. It's, yeah, it's, uh, as I say, it's making my job a lot easier and, you know, a joy to do, really. Long may I continue. We're down on the south coast again yeah. for this one. And what you've got here is Anthony Gordon being fouled against Bournemouth. Um, I'm not sure who the Bournemouth player is, but he's got a, a, a Anthony Gordon's shirt and he's tugged him to the ground and Anthony Gordon's gone flying. Um, why this picture, Ian? Um, this the, the whole game, the whole game, and I think was, I can't remember how many games Anthony Gordon had played. Was this his this, second this, game? Yeah, this was, yeah, and it was it finished 1-1, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm um, score, but, yeah. but this defender, he had trouble with Gordon the whole game. I mean, he just couldn't deal with him. Um, and he, you know, he and that was the only way he could stop him by, you know, cynical fouls. Um, he just couldn't deal with his pace, and uh, I'm trying to find out who it is. So number, is that number fifteen on his on his uh, on his on his shorts? There. See, if I'd been professional, I would have, I would have <laughs> me, found out. Me you. too, but I mean, you can. I, it, I mean, I, I like this because it's, it's a proper action shot, isn't it? Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, again, it's it's there's only two people in it, but you've got you've got a lot going on. You've got the the, the handful of shit. You've got Gordon's reaction going down, um, and the defender. Eyes on the ball, but he knows exactly what he's doing oh, by he dragging exactly it to the floor. I mean, it's it's a you know look of fear on the defender's face. He's thinking, right, well, if I let him go, he's away, and I've got no chance of of uh, of catching him. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, just a nice action picture, you know. And um, again, it's in that moment as well, just making sure you've got your finger on the on the pulse and yeah, because I think you know the next frame, you probably wouldn't have had the whole ball on the picture the next frame he might have left uh, let go of the shirt so it's just that like in the frame before you might not have seen the tug as much yeah so you know it's 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 just about getting you know the series of pictures and picking and and, and picking the right one now you're not going to believe me but my first instinct was to say adam smith and it is is it? It is. That was. Yeah. I mean, no one's going right. to believe that that well, was. My, but I, but I'm. I'm believe myself. I I'm was going sure, to say that. I'm sure. I've put put that on the caption. But <laughs> it was. It was a while ago. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a lovely shot there. We're going to go on to the next one now. I mean, this had to be in, didn't it? Toon fans take over Trafalgar Square now. For you guys listening, I'm going to describe it to you. You can probably guess what it is just by the caption. But this is Trafalgar Square. It's still light. It's on the Saturday before the Sunday final and already thousands of Newcastle United fans have taken over Trafalgar Square. Ian, just talk us through this one. Yeah, I mean, what a night. 
won a night. I remember we, um, I'd gone down with uh, another photographer, Craig Connor, and a reporter, and we had, um, we were staying way out of, of London, and uh, we were getting the tube into London, and we, we just didn't know what to expect. We knew it was going to be busy. Um, and we got off the tube at uh, Charing Cross. We'd, we'd, we'd been to see you to, do the, uh, to cover the podcast. And, um, and then we got the tube to Charing Cross. And we got out the tube, off the tube. And it was just a wall of noise. Just an absolute wall of noise. And it, it was, we couldn't believe it. It was just, we knew it was going to be busy. But it just, it, yeah. How, how many? F I mean, obviously the one we've picked. Let's say it's 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 looks. It's like it's still pretty early on. It's light. How many photographs of that night do you think you took altogether? Oh, I wouldn't like to say. <laughs> I wouldn't like to say. I probably filed about a hundred. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it it was one of those nights that it didn't. You know, wherever you pointed the camera, there was a picture. You know, we could have we could have done a. I mean, we did do a gallery of of pictures, and obviously we did the supplement. But, um, yeah, I mean, wherever you pointed the camera that night, you got an image, mm -hmm. and uh, it was just an absolute pleasure to document that. And and I hope in the seasons to come that we're there again, and you know, with a better outcome. Now I saw this picture shared so many times across social media and you know without credit has to be said which is a big frustration of mine i guess of yours as well but do you take that kind of a, a, as a compliment Ian, when some, when that's do. going around like that of course you do yeah i mean it's it you know it'd be nice to get the you know get the recognition if you know people are sharing your stuff but it you know if it makes people happy and uh you know People get, you know... You you said, you know, you you, you filed 100. There would have been hundreds more taken that night. Yeah. Why this one? Why why is this one out of every single thing you, you, you snapped that night? I just think it, it, it sums up the the takeover that happened um, that night. Um, I think we saw one or two Man United fans that night. Um it was just it, it it just i don't know it to me it's it's what it meant to newcastle united fans you know um they've been starved of you know success success anything, yeah. you know they're, they're, and it just you know and i i just hope in the coming seasons we can be down there again and replicate this picture um, and hopefully with victory the day after as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I could have picked, I could have picked loads from that night. But I just think this one, um, I mean, it obviously it gives it a location, um, and it just shows the vo the volume of, of fans that were there that night. Uh, I would love to and uh, known the thoughts of a, of a tourist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, funny you should say that. We did bump into some. Um, Spanish tourists and one of them actually said to me she said what's happening and I said oh it's Newcastle United fans um she said oh have the have they won the cup and I said no the game is tomorrow and she said really why are they why are they like this and I said well just they're crazy they just want to have a good time and enjoy themselves so yeah i mean it's just yeah i'm sure she went home to spain and was like i've never seen anything <laughs> like it because i i've never seen anything like it you know i've i you know i covered the fa cup finals in the 90s and um nothing was like that night it, it, it seemed like it was the, the the full stop in the final chapter of mike ashley i know that sounds daft considering that the owners had been in uh, a wee while by the time they got the final, but it just seemed like the Ashley chapter had, had it, it that was the, the definite stop to it because yeah. they'd got to a final and they'd gone down 
okay, the form hadn't been great, but they've gone down, you know, feeling optimistic. And I, and it's interesting because I think, and I wrote this in our end of season supplement, what I noticed when I was going around, you know, filming and speaking to fans, there was a, an overwhelming sense of kind of gratefulness. It, it didn't seem like Newcastle fans, and I'm a fan myself, like we felt we belonged that it, in London at Wembley that weekend. I think next time Newcastle get there, you go out and have a good time. You go out and you recreate this picture, but hopefully yeah. next time Newcastle United fans feel like they belong there. And I think that'll have a massive impact on you know the game that would yeah. then follow the day after. Totally. I mean, it, you know, going back to going back to the game. Um, yeah, it was a bit of an anti-climax, but I mean, still, still the day of the game, the the atmosphere was brilliant. The Newcastle fans were, flags. I mean, oh, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Um, and I was lucky enough, again, going back to what we were saying about positions, I was at the Newcastle end for the whole game. Unfortunately, I had to take pictures of the two New uh, the two Man United goals, but that's the way it is. But you know, I had the joy of having those fans around me the whole game, and it was just—it was fantastic to see. And in that moment, because I mean, I—I don't have any shame in admitting this. I was fighting back the tears when the flags went up, and you saw the foils. And yeah. but, but for you, because you've—you've you've got the task of getting the display in, but then you've also—I mean, like you say, you, you go left, you go right, you go right in front. Of you. You've got people probably tearing up, crying, hugging each other. That yeah. wow, we're at a final. I mean, again, is it just you've got to be quick and snap, and then you'll reflect on what you've got in a moment? That's right. I mean, it, you're gonna miss. You're gonna miss pictures. You know, it's 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 one of those things. You've just got to do the best you can, um, and just again, just look for something a bit different. Um, you've got to remember when when we're at a big game like that, there's going to be probably fifty other photographers trying to do what I'm doing um, and, you know, get the best picture they can. So it's just, uh, going back to it, a lot of the time it's luck. You just happen to look in one area, something catches your eye and there you go. You've got the, you know, you've got the picture. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. but that, that weekend was just, yeah. yeah, I'll remember that for the rest rest of my life. Yes, yeah, I, I will too. And I suspect everyone that was down there as a fan or as a journalist covering it will uh, do as well. And like Ian says, hopefully we'll be back there in the not too distant future. Um, on to the next one then. We've got Alexander Isak's celebration versus West Ham. So what you've got here is Fabianski looking severely uh, <laughs> downhearted. You've got Isak with his hands on his hips and Joe Willick on his back. Now, this is the one where... West Ham made a bit of a mistake in defending and, and Isaac uh, just lobbed it over uh, the keeper. Talk us through this one, in. Yeah, the, the, the reason why I've put this one in, because you've got, you know, you've got the elation, you've got the joy of, uh, of the goal, and, but then you've got the, <laughs> the misery of the goalkeeper after, you know, the, the, the mess that they made of it. Um, did, West Ham. Did, when you took that picture, were, were you kind of focusing on Isaac and 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 uh, Willick, and and was yeah. did did you realise Fabianski did walk through the shot? Yeah, I. When I was taking the picture, I was purely focused on the two Newcastle players, but then I realised out the corner of my eye, um, I could see the keeper, and I thought, and I zoomed out a bit to make sure that he was in he was in shot because it's part of the story mm. you know it was the you know the the, the cock up the maid um and obviously Isaac you know finished it brilliantly but it's just the fact that you know he's looking over towards Fabianski and Fabianski just can't bear to look at him or you know he's just like oh my god what about it's a fantastic it, do you know what I mean? so it, it just sums up the the two sides the t the two sides of a you know of a goal he what it means fuming. to both what both play you know <laughs> both sets of players <laughs> he does look absolutely <laughs> living with himself yeah. it was his it was his mistake if I remember correctly yeah, because yeah. he was he came up yeah he's at making the the instant impact there and it's a, it's a great photograph and it's just great to like you say to have you know two totally different emotions in that in that moment yeah yeah as I say at the start 
I was just focused on the two players. Um, you know, it was a lot tighter than that. Um, but then I saw that Fabianski was walking back towards goal with his head down and I just zoomed out slightly just to make sure that he was in the shot. Mm. And I think it, yeah, it, it, it works, I think. It, it certainly does. It's one that definitely stands out. And on to the next one. It's, it's Isaac again. Yeah. This one's uh, yeah. against Brentford. This is the goal where uh, Callum Wilson tees him up on the edge of the box and he, and he, he rattles it in at the top yeah. corner. And what you've got here is uh, Isaac... Uh, kind of punch in the air. You've got his teammates in the background who have already celebrated with him walking yeah. away. I like Botman's still in the moment as well. But it, this one is, he's out looking directly at the camera. Everyone else is kind of walking away and, and getting to reorganise. And the emotion on his face, I mean, it's it's a powerful image. He's, he, you know, he's, he looks angry. I mean, I know he's happy, but he's got, it's kind yeah. of a happy, angry yeah, talk yeah. to this one. No, th- th- this one, the, re- the reason why I picked this one, obviously there was a, there was a lot of pictures from this celebration. Um, and obviously the main celebration had finished and as the other players walked away Isaac, he, he came right up to the advertising boards and he looked right down the lens um, as you can see he's looking right at me um, and he just he, he just lost it he lost it completely lost it and Normally, normally when the, when a celebration finishes, you, you you know you go back to your laptop and you you, you know you, you get ready to send those pictures. Um, but in this instance, the way that he's because he stayed and actually walked even further forward towards the um, towards the advertising boards, I thought, what's he going to do here? And he you know he it's just the expression on his face again. Bit like the Joe Linton picture, just pure emotion, pure relation, um, and it's just the fact that he's looking straight down the lens. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantastic yeah. shot, it really is. And um, I mean that game, like you say, you could have picked it several photographs. Didn't play too well in the first half, did the uh, Newcastle? No, they could have. Yeah, I mean, the, the see, that's that's. I think the difference between Newcastle last season, they might have lost that game. You know, um, and really, in the first half, they should have. Mm. You know, but the, the dodgy the, penalty, yeah, didn't they, as well. Yeah. So I mean, it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the difference. That you know, they never let the heads go down. Yeah. That's the difference. On on Isaac, I mean, obviously, you've been doing this a, a long while, and I, I suspect there's been moments where, you know, you, <laughs> you might even put the camera down and go, "Wow, he's." He's got something special about him. Yeah. Does Isaac come into that category? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You can say you can see he's going to be something special. Um, you know, you've heard from other players, you know, um, saying you know what a great player he is. But just seeing him on the park, yeah. I mean, it, the dribble. I I was right in front of him um, when he. You know, had that dribble against Everton, yeah. against Everton um, later on in the season, and it, it's just you know that was absolutely you know to see that and witness that um, right in front of you. Um, yeah, he is going to be a very very special player. Uh, now I'm not saying this is what Isaac is thinking or what in this moment, but do you think in general players are aware of the camera? Um, I think so. I think so. Um, I mean, obviously, what you, t- what I try and do um, a lot of the time, and especially at away games, um, and this is just especially for away games, is try and position myself in front of the away fans. Um, because what will tend to happen is... The, f- the players will know where the away fans are. Um, and when they celebrate, they're going to celebrate in front of the fans. So if you position yourself right there, chances are you're going to get, you're going to get something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they know where the cameras are. Um, on to the next one then. And this is, this is one of my favourites. Uh, it's Bruno Goresh against Brighton. He's just scored the fourth goal. 
which uh, basically secured Newcastle United Champions League football. Of course, they had to then go and get a point against Leicester in the game after that. But for me, this is this is this game for me actually is Newcastle's best game of the entire season. I thought it was a tactical masterclass. And then Bruno gets the fourth, and he's 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 run over uh, to the fans. So basically, what you've got here, you've got him standing on the advertising hoardings. Um, Ali Anderson, Miguel Almiron, Joe Linton, and I'm gonna say Botman. I think it's Botman. Is yeah. it Botman? Yeah, I think um, so. Just uh, below him, I think Almiron's holding on to him for dear life to make sure he doesn't fall. And then you've got the crowd, and I love shots like this where you you see the crowd celebrating with the players. People watching, listening will say, not a phone in sight. I think you're right on this instance, not a phone in sight. But look at the emotion there with the fans. I mean, I, I, I can see why this one's in the list. Yeah, yeah. And going back to what, what we were talking about earlier, about players running away from the camera when they celebrate, this is a prime example of that happening. So Bruno scored... Um, and he immediately turned and ran towards the Milburn stand. And again, I was like, oh. So where are you no. sitting at this point? So I'm I'm sitting at the East Stand Gallagher corner. Um, so I immediately went, oh, not again. He's ran towards the Milburn stand. But then I moved round positions and I walked just towards where the behind the goal really so i had an angle um across from the from the goal towards the milburn stand and you know as it happens he he jumps up on the advertising hoardings and and i think the reason why i picked this picture was because it's just the fans pure emotion um yeah it's just it's it's different to normal celebration pitches where you just you know like going back to the Isaac going back to the Joe Linton where you know it's it's just one player celebrating this you know just the fans faces it makes it for me and and I, and I totally agree so let's say if you were sitting kind of where Gumrush is there so you were like literally underneath him would you still take the shot you've got now or the shot where you, I suppose you'd have to kind of nearly be on your back and look. Well, you would be, yeah, yeah, you would be on a, you would be on a, you know, a really wide angle lens. Um, the one thing I will say is, you wouldn't be sitting there because photographers aren't allowed to sit down the side of the pitch. Okay. Um, so we can only sit behind both sides of each. Oh, of I, each goal. I didn't realize that. So you wouldn't have a photographer there. Um, the Newcastle United photographer can sit there, but we can't. Um, the rest of us can't. When you talk about having your spot at, mm. in a game, yeah. um, I mean, are we talking? You get you get given a kind of a, a, a wee square, and you've got to sit. You've got to stand. Yeah, you've got to yeah. sit in that same position. Or can you can you move a little bit? Is there not a bit of leeway? Really, not really, because at, at, at Newcastle, um, there's space for twenty photographers, so that's five photographers each side of each goal um and more often than not because of you know obviously how well Newcastle have done this season every space is filled and that's from national agencies photographers from the other team um and you know the likes of myself so every spot's filled so you when you pick your pass up um in the in the press room on your pass will have a number and that number corresponds to the position in the stadium where you sit. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, if I'd been sitting the other side of the goal, so Milburn stand, Gallagher corner, you would have still have had that picture, but it would have been side on and not straight you, you on. You wouldn't have got the expression. So you wouldn't have got the expression of the fans. Um, so again, I, I pure look. I love pure these look. pictures. Uh, you know, pure look. When I come in on a Monday after the weekend of um, of, of, of obviously Newcastle playing, the first thing I look to do on social media for the Chronicle is to look for these sort of pictures. Yeah. Where you yeah. get the fans' expressions because, like you say, 
the number of photographers there, you know, Bruno celebrating is you're gonna have several different versions of that, but it's the it's the emotion yeah. of the fans, which I just I fall in love with it every single time. Yeah. It's a fantastic image. Um on to number eleven. And if the Bruno one we've just spoken about was was my number two, then this one for me has to be my number one. Amanda Staveley, Nick Pope after uh, the Leicester City game, which ended nil-nil, and the point that secured Newcastle United's Champions League for next season. And then this one, this is when everyone's on the pitch, they're kind of doing the lap of honour, and Amanda Staveley has gone over to Nick Pope, hands on his face, and she's <laughs> blown out her cheeks in relief, in stress, in pure emotion. <laughs> uh, you can't see Nick Pope's face, he's got you back to the camera, but it's Amanda Staveley's expression. And I remember when I saw this picture, in. I, I, I saved it down. I put it on our Facebook and Instagram. And I think the caption I put down was Amanda Stavely. We, we are all Amanda Stavely in this moment because she's clearly <laughs> thanking him for making the save yeah. against Timothy uh, Castagna in the last minute of that game where he saves that. It's a, he's had nothing to do all game. He's got no right to make that save. Yeah. He does, tips it away. The final whistle goes a couple of minutes later and Newcastle are in the Champions League. I mean, this picture for me is unbelievable. Yeah. It was just one of those, one of those moments where, you know, I'd obviously covered the game, I'd done the fan gallery. Um, we were just, you know, after the final whistle when everybody was on the pitch, um, this happened, just happened to happen right in front of me, and it was just Amanda's face. Um, it's just, it is. It's it's just pure relief, and just you know, she. I don't know what she said to him, because um, <laughs> I wasn't that close. But I can only imagine. Um, it's just the way she's got his, you know, her hands on his on his face, and it's just yeah, yeah. And again, so, though, we, we're talking so fine margins here because I guess a couple of seconds either side, she's not pulling that expression. That's right. I mean, it's again. It's just the position you are on the pitch. Obviously, if I'd been the other end, if I'd been in the in the Leeser's end, I wouldn't have even seen this picture. I wouldn't have even seen that happen. Um, so again, where you are on the pitch does matter. And in that moment, how difficult is it? Because at that point, as I said, the players, the families, the owners are all on the pitch. You've got as you said, fans behind you who are yeah. crying over, can't believe yeah. you made it the Champions League. But then you've got the emotion that's happening on the pitch. So, you, I mean, you've got to have pretty sharp focus and yeah. flexibility, haven't you? It was, yeah, I mean, there was so much going on because um, obviously the players were walking around the pitch with the families and, um, you know, the staff and, you know, the, it was just, yeah, there was loads going on and I was just lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time. And when you get a shot like that and you, you look back and it's on uh, your screen, do you give yourself a little pat on the back and say, I, yeah, that's a good one? Not really. It's my job. <laughs> it's what I do. I mean, it um, is a fantastic shot. Yeah, it's... But, yeah, it's... Again, I was in the right place at the right time. I could have been somewhere else in the, you know, in the ground taking pictures of other players. Um, so, yeah... Element of luck again, but yeah, it just summed up that night, I think. Yeah. Um, and what it meant to the owners. And, and that's, I think that's the key point. I think when people look at that picture, it, it shows the human side of, of, of Amanda Stavely because obviously, look, she's a very wealthy woman. She's the corner of Newcastle United. And when you're in that position, you can kind of maybe become detached from, from the people who actually put. The, the money in the pockets and that is the owners who spend all this money going to games buying yeah. the shirts but for me you look at her like there and you go you know she's proper feeling every yeah. emotion of every single Newcastle United fan whether they were in that ground whether they were watching at home yeah, however totally. they watched that save she's feeling it oh absolutely absolutely it's a, it's a fantastic they get it show. you know I think you know the, 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 the new owners they really do get it I think they, you know, they understand what it means to this city to have a club that's successful, and to the fans, you know, they understand what it means. One hundred percent. I'm on to the final one now. Um, 
as you can see there, you've got um, what, what London Bridge is that in the background? Remind me, I'm not a big big air visitor to London. Uh, Tower Bridge. That's Tower Bridge in the background, yeah. and then you've got the Jory Amara on yeah, the Thames and people need no reminder but for London games fans tend to uh, rent boats out and head down the Thames and this one uh, against Chelsea on the last day of the season in boiling hot sunshine was no different you you actually got on the boat as well I was on you? the boat um, behind that one um, so is this taken on are you, I was are on, you the on the boat. river I was on the river I was on the river I spent I think it was about four and a half hours <laughs> with with the Newcastle United fans on, on the boat I was on. Um, and I just want to, you know, it's not a fantastic picture, but what I, what I want to say about this picture is I just want to dedicate this picture to the Newcastle fans. Um, just, you know, what a ride we've had this season and what a day they had in London before the game. You know, it was just an absolute joy to be on that boat or one of the boats. Um, you know, there were 1,600 fans, um, six boats, I think. And they just had a great time. And I think they deserve it. They really, really deserve it. And I think that's why I, I wanted to end with that picture because it's the last game of the season. And, you know, just... just th th They've had a great season, but, but they had a great time that on you know mm, on, it, on the Thames that day, and it was great to photograph. Yeah, I don't get me wrong; it was uh, it got wild, <laughs> lively. It got it got <laughs> it got lively, but um, it was brilliant. I, and, I think it's it's, you know, it's a fantastic picture, and obviously, it was, like you say, it was the party to kind of end the season with. And but I just think it's. It's framed so nicely with the bridge in the background, the BT mm. tower behind that, and kind of they've got that big ship on the left, that massive ship on the left, and then you've got this boat, which is still a size of a boat, but not in comparison to, to the other boat there. It's just the Geordies taking over London again. Oh, it was, absolutely. Um, that day was crazy. I had to be down on the um, on the embankment to get to get the boat at uh, 9.30 on Sunday morning. Um and the queues to get on the boat, you know, the fans were, you know, already in good voice. I think drink had been taken. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was just a great day to document and it was a, just a great end of the season. Um, you know, really, th that day, the, the match was kind of secondary. Um, you know, that... It just it was a, it was a party t it was party time for the fans yeah and I just want to dedicate that picture to the fans because they've made my job so easy this season um, it's just been great fantastic and what we're going to do now I'm going to get Ian's top three pictures pictures so number three what have you gone for I've gone for number three um, I've gone for the Bruno oh the Bruno um, again Sally that one uh, yeah against brighton yeah yeah just i think yeah as you, you know you, you you said it's it's one of your favorites um yeah it's just the the pure emotion and the uh, you know the elation on the on the, on the fans faces the pure joy um yeah so that's my number three. three and number two you've gone for trafalgar square i mean what more can we what say what a night yeah. what a night what a weekend Unfortunately, it didn't end with the cup coming home. But you know, what a weekend! I think that the, the important thing forget. is to get the first one out of the way. Once you yeah. get the first one out of the way, and you get it more regular, and it feels like home. Yeah. The next yeah. time Newcastle will yeah. be uh, yeah. lifting the title. And what gets your favourite picture then of last season? Well, it's got to be Amanda and Nick Pope. Just pure relief, you know, that they've made it into the Champions League. That save, you know, it just, I think, it, as you said, it embodied every Newcastle fan that night. Um, yeah, so that's that would be my number say, one. Really, just, yeah, that's my number one. Yeah, I agree. That, that That's my top pick as well. Now, you guys watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments um, about all the pictures that Ian's uh, picked, but 
specifically, I get my words out, um, <laughs> which one you think um, is Ian's best. These are all the ones that Ian's taken over the season. Let us know your thoughts on Ian's choices and which one you would rate as the top one. Before we sign off, how excited are you for next season now? I, obviously, uh, oh, wow. touch wood, you'll be going with our reporters over to, to, to Europe if everything works out. But if not, you'll be here, Champions League games, covering Newcastle United. I mean, how excited are you? Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. You know, going back, you know, to the 90s, I covered the, you know, the Barcelona game here at St. James's. You know, it, yeah, it's going to be special. It's going to have, you know, the St. James is going to be absolutely rocking. And hopefully, you know, get away to the, you know, the away games. Because um, the fans deserve it. They really do. Um, and, yeah. Next season, special nights. Next season, it'll not only be takeovers of Trialga Square, it'll be takeovers <laughs> yeah. of Milan or Madrid. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Be some sites. We're we're, no. we're looking forward to it. Uh, Ian, it's been an absolute pleasure to sit no, down and go through your your top twelve pictures from the 2022-23 season. To you guys watching, please hit that thumbs up on the video and hit that subscribe button as well on YouTube. And if you guys are listening on the podcast channel thank you very much as always I hope you've enjoyed the show I've been Andrew Musgrove this has been Ian Buis this has been the Everything is Black and White podcast and we'll see you very soon cheers